What's up, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nuts podcast. Uh, this is my short edition of the Quick Thoughts, Episode 7. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, September 28th. Literally days away from preseason basketball. As the NBA is about to kick off another long-awaited season. Uh, oh, man. A lot has happened. I know I've been gone for a while. But um, not much to talk about as the offseason pretty much had its dry spell in August. So, and I think I, re- made, a, I, think I re- made a recording a couple weeks ago. Referring to, uh, you know, the latest things I'm going to do for the, as far as like the website and stuff and, and high school basketball and the rims and that's top 100 list. Well, I'm probably, hopefully I'll be able to get that done, you know, sometime by the, you know, start of the high school basketball season. But for right now, we got to get it all started with the NBA season. And just a lot of drama revolving this Celtic team, of course. I think everyone all knows the huge story that broke out just last week out of nowhere. I'm literally in, you know, in my apartment watching SportsCenter randomly. I'm just watching SportsCenter. I use, I might have, you know, usually I like to do, um, I'm like a multitasker. I might be on my phone and you know, looking at, you know, other things, looking at videos. And then I have Sports Center in the background. And then I see Woj, and he's breaking he's uh, breaking news. And he starts saying, like, Emmy Udoka is going to be suspended. I'm like, why? Why would he be suspended? What? Do, what I mean, this is, like, days away from training camp starting and the preseason will be starting next week or at that time it was two weeks you know when we found out the news about you know the suspension from Udoka and man have we pretty much I thought we've seen it all but I mean I've never seen a scandal this uh, out of nowhere is this one as like it really just blindsided all of us as like all of us Celtic fans because it's like we had such high expectations and we thought very highly of MU Doka and I guess it's just, you know it's a personal life type thing I mean but I, I I thought he would be a little bit as someone that's in his you know I believe he's 45 now he's like he's Definitely in an advanced age in his life to kind of like mess up his career over an affair with potentially, which I'm like, all this is allegedly. I'm not going to be because there's a lot of content creators right now that are, are they're getting bashed by the team saying like, this, that, and third. Um, I'm not going to just... But, the, like, I'm not even going to say names. I'm not even going to go to that direction. I'm just saying, allegedly, he's a Celtic staffer. 
So we all know, but like, I'm pretty sure a lot of us know, you know, some of the reports that have come out that they might have specific people that are actually targeted or actually the people that actually are confirmed or whatever. But nothing's really been confirmed. The team, you know, had a presser a couple of days ago on Friday, last Friday, just to break it, you know, just to kind of just actually respond because that was a weird part too is that they took a while to respond you know just like it took me a while to to kind of just digest things as well i mean here i am you know coming into next week i was thinking about doing an instant reaction but like i said uh, i just wanted to gather my thoughts and really just kind of just like focus in on you know, a little bit of this situation, but also focus on, you know, the first couple of days of, you know, of practice for the Celtics. And that's really the most important thing is the basketball. You know, this has just been a, a, it's been a distraction. I just hope that it doesn't derail the team because I think it might have been pretty disappointing and pretty unexpected to just just happened to them right off the bat as they have such high expectations for the season. They're, it's like a championship uh, championship bus type of year for them just coming off that NBA Finals loss. I mean, I know they're hungry to get back there and, you know, it's been, and it's been, a, it's been a um, somewhat of a rocky summer, you know. You lost uh, Danilo Gallinari to his torn ACL. At first, they were saying it was a torn meniscus, but then it ended up being the torn ACL, and he's out for the season. So then that happened. Uh, there was something else. Uh, there was definitely something else. I'm I'm drawing a blank right now, but maybe it will come to me. But I'm just that was really surprising. Just hearing about that, the Gallinari issue, how they kind of misdiagnosed it initially. We thought it was, oh, okay, he'll be, he'll be back in a few months. Uh, speaking of Gallinari, he'll be back in a few months. No big deal. And then we find out later on it's a 20 ACL, and that really was a gut punch because now you're looking at, like, oh, are we going to replace him? What's going on? So it, Celtics have yet to make a move far as, like, maybe to replace him. They're thinking, like, you know, looking at, you know, all the other options, which we'll kind of get discussed, you know, the roster, which break that down and position by position, you know, how it would look out and what you would probably expect out of the rotation. And then, oh, yeah, it just came to me. Rob Williams being out, he had to have a surgery to probably clean up the need that he, that he was dealing with throughout the playoff run. It's the same need, so... Yeah, I mean, just Rob Williams, his injury issues are definitely have been an issue. Time and time again, he has not been able to stay healthy. But, I mean, I'm very proud that he was able to play through that playoff run. And, and we needed him. We needed, we needed him. We needed him in key moments. And he, he definitely was a huge part of us getting to the NBA Finals. So I looked at a lot of the interviews, the – media day interviews and Rob Williams was like nah I don't regret it one bit you know I made that decision as a man and I re- like I said I, c- I can respect that you know kind of maybe 
and he's still young. I mean, he's he's 24 years old. So even if you know he does cause some long term type damage to that potential, you know, to his to his knees or whatever, or what, or that particular knee. I just think Rob's had a lot of injury issues even before that knee was an issue. So I think it's going to have to be a combination of things to maybe you're going to have to manage those type of issues with him. And plus maybe just maybe changing his diet or maybe uh, building up muscle in that air in the lower astrally, uh the lower, I'll say lower body. I was trying to think lower, a lower extremity. Extremities, I think lower extremities, which is, you know, where he's had a lot of issues. I mean, I don't think he has had a lot of upper body issues. There's been a lot of lower body injuries for him. So I did read up on things when he got drafted that those were red flags for him. He did have certain injury red flag so that's why he fell to the Celtics in the 20s he was a he was a lot he couldn't he was a lottery t- uh pick talent like he was he definitely has the athleticism that is rare that you're going to see it at a, at a guy his size and he's great he's got a great motor he's got great in- uh defensive capabilities out there with the shot blocking and all that and the rebounding and just you know he's a high leaper Great law threat. So there's a lot of things. And he fit the modern day NBA as far as like, you know, a guy at his position. So it it sucks because it's like it's just been a combination of things with the Gallinari injury, the Rob Williams injury, and then the Udokan, you know, affair where it really has made this team in a bad spot. But... They're so good, you know, with they have two top 20 players in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Malcolm Brogdon is still available, you know, still there. He's going to be your sixth man. You still have Smart. You still have Al Horford. You still have uh, Grant Williams. You still have Peyton Pritchard. All those guys played so well. Derek White, they all played well last year. So it's like they're coming back, you know, it's not like there's really that many new pieces besides Brogdon. It's not like you have to like inc- uh, incorporate a lot there, and you got a few young guys sprinkled in there. Who knows? Well, uh, you know, I like JD Davis, and I like that pick. He he looked really strong in that summer league. So there's a lot to to like right now. Even without all, even with all that bad news, it's still a lot to like with this Celtic uh, team and roster. And we'll get to the nitty-gritty of that uh, right now as far as, like, how it would line up. To start out, I'm going to give you, like, probably, like, a little rotation of what I would see, like, probably my nine guys or even 10 or 11 guys that I would see because I'm looking at the roster right now. And I'm just going to quickly... Skim through that. Just give me a sec. Just trying to find my um other other mobile device, but I don't know. I, I 
like I said, this is all off the dome. I didn't really prepare for this, so just bear with me. But anyways, I'll just I'll just kind of just hit off the dome. I can't really find it right now. I don't want to take on a, a lot of time or silence or whatever. But um, if you look at maybe the bigs, you got Al Horford. You obviously got Rob Williams. You got Grant Williams. You got the um, the 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 kid that popped in the summer league. Um, played for Florida State. Uh, Cabell, Cab- I can't even pronounce his name. Cabell, ah, it starts with a K. It's like K A B A N G A. Cabell, Cabell, ah, Cabell. I should I should have prepared for this, but uh, Cab. Cabell Jelly, Cabell Jelly. I don't know if it's pronounced that, but I tried. <laughs> I tried, but um, yeah, I liked his. I liked him a lot. I I, I predicted that they were going to give him a two way contract, so he has a two way contract. Him and JD Davidson got the two ways on the team, so I like what he can bring. Potentially could bring. Um, they also signed Noah Vonley. I think Noah Vonley might get some minutes early on. Because I don't expect them to lean so much on Al. Especially early on in the year. I think maybe Vonley might make get a lot of minutes early on. It might be the favorite to kind of be the backup big. Um, I don't know if you can say maybe... Uh, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretty much go with that as far as your bigs. Those are, your, those are pretty much your bigs. And far as like, that's the question. Who's gonna be the Who's gonna be the starter? You know, now that you don't have Rob Williams, who's gonna be the starter? And I'm leaning towards Grant Williams most likely. I think it's gonna be Grant. Oh yeah, I forgot about Luke Cornett. So that is probably you know the final piece of all your bigs. And I, I'm not really. Luke, Luke could start. He could. But I just I worry about his defensive capabilities out there. I think Grant's a better, you know, better. Grant's better in certain matches. I think Luke maybe might play maybe against teams that are bigger. But even then, I'd rather go with maybe Vonley or I might maybe go with the, the kid from Florida State. Because it's just like they're a little bit more modern-day type bigs. But I'm a little worried about Wanley. I have to see how he looks in, you know, some of these preseason games. He hasn't really had a lot of, you know, hasn't had a lot of run these past two years. Um, I think he was out of the league last year. I think he might have been in Europe, I think. I don't think he was in the NBA last year. So, or either he was, like, you know, deep in somebody's bench. He wasn't really playing like that much. I remember, like, his first couple seasons, he – he was playing with the Bulls, and he was a decent player. He's a local kid. He's um, he's from Boston, so it's like it must be a good thing for him to you know come home, play for a team that he probably rooted for when he was growing up. But it would be interesting. I think you know most people are saying like Luke Carnett has inside track to maybe get some starting starter minutes, but I think Grant. I think it's going to end up being Grant Williams. I think it's going to be it's going to end up being Grant most most. Most games, if not all the games, I think he'll end up being the starter. And they're, they're going to be a little bit small. But I didn't think that's the best case scenario because Grant has 
done it before in playoff situations. He's been starter in playoff situations. So, and he just seems like the next guy up as far as, like, you know, when it comes down to, like, taking when he's the first big coming out when, you know, whether it's Rob or Al, Grant's always the next big up. So, I think it makes sense to go with Grant for that starter job until Rob, you know, so he can hold the fort until Rob comes back. And it's supposed to be 8 to 12 weeks that we have to wait to get him back. So that's like maybe sometime December, maybe early December, maybe late November. If you if we're lucky, maybe late November. But I don't think you ain't going to see him till maybe December. I think they're not going to rush him back. Why, why do they need to rush him back? I think this team would do fine without him for a short time. I think they'll be okay without him. I think Tatum and Jalen Brown are just too good, you know, of a duel right now where they, they might be – those two guys alone could win you a lot of games. You know, it's going to be a competitive beat. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be some – it's going to be some battles. But, you know, I think the East definitely got better and got they added – you know, a lot of the team that look contenders that were in the playoffs last year, they they beefed up. The Sixers got much better. The Bucks are what they were last year. They're going to add Middleton. You know, a lot of people think that the Bucks are the better better than the Celtics. They thought they were a better team than the Celtics. A lot of people thought that the Bucks would have beaten the Celtics if they had Middleton healthy. Which I have to admit, I probably think that's not too far fetched to think of that. Because it's like Middleton was a it was a huge piece, you know. Middleton's their second best player, and he, I think it, and they think about that. They still took the Celtics to game seven. So I mean, I mean that's not a far fetched idea to think of that as that Middleton can make that difference. He definitely could. So you got you got to worry about that. Then you got to worry about the Heat. The Heat are still good. Tyler Hero, Bam at a Bayou, that Heat, the Heat defensive minded culture, the toughness culture, of the Heat. I mean, it must have hurt that they lost uh, P.J. Tucker because I thought P.J. Tucker was giving Tatum fits in, in the um, Eastern Conference Finals. And Philly, I think, take Philly took note of that, and they were able to sign him. And it's like kind of like a little reunion out there in Philly right now. And then you add, you know, MVP candidate with Embiid. You add Daniel House. You add P.J. Tucker. Those guys were with James Harden in Houston. So it's like a little reunion. Ed Moore, Ed Moore, uh, Daryl Money, the GM, he was a GM in Houston when James Harden was there. He comes back to Philly and he kind of pretty much puts that band back together, minus Chris Paul, that really took them all the way to the Western Conference Finals that year. So I think that's a very good idea to put that same mix in that was very successful before. So it's a very smart idea. All it's all about just James Harden, you know, being hundred percent, you know, keeping the pounds down, keeping, you know, and he's motivated, of course. And then you have obviously you got Embiid, one of the best bigs in the in the league. You're not going to see a more dominant big since Shaq. So it's like you got two of them. You got him and, and Jokic. So the NBA is, is got a lot of talent all over the league. It's going to be competitive. I mean, but the East is definitely stacked this year, man. Like, the Raptors are also good, too. Don't sleep on the Raptors. The Nets, 
they they added some pieces. The Hornets are up and coming. They got a couple uh, lower tier teams that are up and coming. The Pistons are up and coming. They got a nice. They made a nice addition getting Vardanovich from the Utah Jazz. So it's been it's been an eventful off season and a lot of drama added on with the Udoka situation. And here we are. I mean, we're just you know literally days away from watching actual basketball. I mean. It was fun to watch the football. I've been watching a lot of college football. And, you know, the NFL just started a couple weeks ago. But I'm not really a huge NFL fan. I'm more more college and, you know, NBA basketball and college basketball. But it's it's fun to have. This is, like, the best time of year for a sports fan. Like, you have all the sports starting up pretty much. And you hockey fans, hockey's starting up as well. So this is probably the best time of the year to be a sports fan. Baseball, I guess, is ending, but it's like their playoffs or whatever. I'm not a baseball fan, but I'm telling you, this is by far the best part of the year as far as, like, actual sports because, like, all the sports are playing all at once in, in this time of year. It's really great. But, um, yeah, I was just breaking down the roster, <laughs> kind of was uh, sidetracked a little bit. But breaking down the roster – Let's break down the wings. You got Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown. If you want to see Derek White's a wing, I think he, I think he's going to play a lot of three this year. I mean, he has you know he has the wingspan and length to guard some threes in the NBA. So I would say maybe Derek White. I could put him in the wing category because they're going to be a little bit shorthanded in that losing to Gallinari with that injury. Gallinari would have been you know somewhat of a big slash wing for this team, but. They really don't have much depth behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as far as that, you know, wing position. So I think, you know, Derek White, you probably, you know, maybe Brogdon will see some, play some three, but I would consider Brogdon a guard because he's more of a distributor as well as a scorer. So I would say as far as wings is Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, and even Derek White is a distributor, too. I would just say Derek White could be. But I'm just saying Derek White's going to be playing a lot of three. I think I would be surprised to see. I see. A, I would see a lot of Derek White right now as someone that's going to be your backup three. I would say him and Brogdon will kind of toggle that position. And they'll play small. That's probably what's going what's gonna to happen. They're both 6'6". Six, 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 they're both 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. But in the NBA, you can you can get away with that. Depending on if you have the length and the strength to guard threes, you can you can manage it a little bit. So they might do that. And then Sam Hauser, you know, he was mentioned by Joe Mazzulla in the presser that he might get some playing time this year. He got a little playing time last year, but I wasn't really happy with his performance in the summer league, but. Nevertheless, he still, you know, has a chance to do some things. He's still a very, you know, top-tier shooter on the team. I would say Purchase is number one, and then maybe Hauser would be up there behind Tatum. I would say Pritchard, Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then maybe Hauser as, like, your, you know, top shooters on the team. So, I mean, that has to, that has to stand for something for him, you know, as far as him getting some minutes. And I think that's really it. I think that's my might be their, you know, may not be their deepest, you know, part of the. They're, they're not really, they're not that deep. And oh, oh yeah, forgot about the. He, I don't know if he's gonna make the team, but they did sign Bruno, 
uh, Bruno Cab- Cabriello. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's Brazilian. Um, he's been kind of been, you know, completely under the radar the past couple of years. Not a, you know, Toronto drafted him. Toronto Raptors drafted him. He started out there and he's kind of just been, you know, been a bench warmer. Not really had much role on a lot of other teams. So it's probably like a slim to none chance he might not even make the team. And then you have Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman's a guy that's a more of a bigger. He's a local product. He went to King Phillip. Um, didn't see him play. But I think I, he graduated maybe a couple of years before I did. I went to Stone High School, and I think he graduated a couple of years before I did. But um, or he might have been after. He might have been after. He might have graduated after I was there. Because I graduated in 09, so he might have graduated a couple years after. Because if I'm looking at it, he went to Maryland. Remember, he went to Maryland, and that was like maybe about 2011, 2012, something like that. I, I feel like he was like, like he was close to like, he's in the area where I was like at school, but he, I think he went. Because I remember I used to, I used to, um, I was going to a lot of the games at the time, so I never, I don't remember him playing. I don't remember him playing us. So I was, I think Layman was maybe a a year or two after I graduated. But it was close. I know it was close. I was like, oh, shoot, I missed my chance to see an NBA player. But, um, yeah, so Jake Layman, he has a training camp deal. Um, He has an outside chance of making the team. So... Out of all those guys, obviously, if you look at, you know, obviously your two top guns, Jalen, the Jays, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that round up your starting lineup. And like I said, I would I would predict Missoula would go with more Derek White and Brogdon before he would go with Hauser. And maybe you probably put Hauser in, you know, you know, minutes here and there. He might get minutes here and there, it's depending on the matchups. Maybe you need some shooting. Maybe you throw them out there in a in a, in a, a, a pure shooting lineup with Pritchard and to spread the floor out for Tatum or Jalen Brown. So uh, yeah, he'll be a weapon. He'll get some time here and there. And then you got your guards, which obviously Marcus Smart's up there as number one guard on the team. Um, then after that, you got Brogdon. You say Derek White is kind of a guard for it, but we're just going to just do smart Brogdon as Brogdon's your sixth man. And then you have um, Peyton Pritchard. And then I think you're going to have J.D. Davidson out there as well as like a two-way guy. May not get a lot of minutes early on. you have to earn it. He'll probably be in Maine. A lot of the time, but JD's got a lot of energy. I like his athleticism and you know his ability to guard as well. He's a very good defender, can make plays on both ends of the floor. Very athletic, as a very athletic, uh, known for, for a lot of great highlight reels. Uh, one of the better Alabama play, one of the better. 
um, guards to ever come out of Alabama. And believe me, there was a lot of good players come out of Alabama. DeMarcus Cousins played out of, uh, came out of Alabama. And he had – I don't think DeMarcus Cousins was a two-time uh, Mr. Basketball uh, for Alabama. I think he was pr- pretty much breaking a ton of records there. It was amazing. What, and then they – I was I seen him on an interview where he – I think the Celtics, uh, I think it was NBC Boston, interviewed him, and he had a quadruple double in high school. So, I mean, the kid has got a whole bunch of potential. You know, it was all about just him just grasping it. You know, didn't have a great season. That's why he fell late in the second round. He didn't have a great season in Alabama. So, we'll have to see how he does. I would say that pretty much rounds up the guards. It's not really a deep, deep group, but I pretty much mentioned the guys that probably will be in the rotation. And then obviously, let's you know, if you look at it, obviously you're gonna have the same starting lineup as last year. And then off the bench, you're gonna have Brogdon, you're gonna have Derek White, you're gonna have Pritchard, and then anywhere from Sam Hauser to uh, maybe Noah Vonley. Know, helping out, the, you know, and then Grant Williams. I mean, I'm just keep forgetting about Grant. As I'm expecting Grant to be the starter early on, I'm not going to expect him to come off the bench right now. But I think he's going to be a starter. But I'm fully healthy. Your your nine guys are probably going to be Grant, Derek White, Brogdon, and Pritchard. And Pritchard might not be, you know, may not be in that rotation later on in the year as far as, like, the playoffs go. You know, I would hope that it'll be those nine. And that's the thing why the Celtics are not in a huge, huge rush because they already got nine guys that are pretty strong that they can fall, you know, they can fall on those guys. And I think Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to play big minutes anyways. I think those guys are going to play big minutes. Smart's going to play big minutes. So... I still like to have the death, you know. I like to have the death just in case, you know, because injuries are always going to be prevalent every year. It's a long season, so it's always good to have the death. You don't want to be short, too short, too thin, and you can't win games because you don't have the death to, you know, to win those regular season games. Because, I mean, coming in when, I had, when we had everyone healthy before all the injuries, before Gallinari went down, I was thinking this team's going to win 60 games, and that was pretty much a strong prediction for me. I was like, this team, you look at all the weapons they have and how good they are defensively, they have to win 60 games. They have to. But um, right now it's going to maybe taper off. I think they're going to have a slow start because of this Udoka situation. You know, that might be, you know, an adjustment with the new coach and stuff. It's going to – you know, it's going to take a little time for Missoula to kind of get to know everybody, get familiarized, the tendencies of all the players and putting people in the right positions. That's going to take a little time to kind of gel. So you have to give them a little time. I think it's going to be a, a somewhat of a bit of a slow start. I, it ain't going to be perfect right away. I think by maybe by the time Rob Williams comes back, that's when they're going to start rolling and that's when they're going to start, start streaking and start, you know, winning you know, you know, streaks of games where they're, you know, ta- uh, 
tagging on five, six game win streaks. That, you know, they're winning like sixteen of eighteen or fourteen of eighteen type stuff, and they they're gonna start rolling because they're really good, man. They're just even even with all these issues surrounding this team, they still have two of the top tier players on their team. And they have potentially a top five guy on their team. And they have one of the better defensive guards in the league. And they have one of the better defensive bigs in the league when he comes back from injury. I mean, and then now Horford's, you know, you're all around do do it all big. Can kind of just do what do what do what's needed when it's needed. If you need to get a big rebound, he can do that. If you need him to make a big shot from three, he can do that. Need him to post up. Punish a smaller guy, he can do that. I mean, he, they, they're, they're gonna be a, a fun team to watch. I mean, I, I really am excited to to see this season and get it started, man. It's gonna be a long year, and I can't wait. All right, so I thought it was gonna be short, but here it is, thirty minutes. Obviously, I'm passionate about, you know, and excited about what's gonna what's gonna be for this year and the competition of competing with all the other teams. And I was really just giddy watching all these interviews and, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of new faces and new places. Patrick Beverly's in LA, the Lakers, you know, they have a little, you know, he has drama with Chris Paul and that's going to be fun to see those matchups. So it's like, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun things, you know, go bear and, and, in uh in Carthy Towns, how that's gonna work in in, in Minnesota, the, the the Twin Towers, it, it's fun. It's gonna be fun, and you got all these you know up and coming teams. You got Detroit. Let's see how they're gonna do with Jaden Ivory, and and how about the uh, the young players that are coming in the league right now? Keegan Murray, uh, looking good for Sacramento, looking like a star already. Uh. Sad that Chet Holmgren got went down, but they, their future is bright as well in Oklahoma City with him and Josh Giddy. What else? What else am I missing? And then you got Ben Carroll and Atlanta. I mean, I mean, obviously I'm naming a whole bunch of teams that are going to be, you know, going to have tough years. But the future is bright for a lot of these teams. These are some very good prospects, very good players that came out of this draft. So it's going to be fun to see how. It all lands out. See if there's any surprises. See what type of teams come out of nowhere. Atlanta did what they did. We were able to get uh, Deontay Murray and Trey Young together. Um, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a very imp- uh, eventful season. You know, and then you have all the all the extras outside, all the drama. and NBC is very inter- entertaining, man. It's like... People say it's a long season. It's and you look at baseball; they they play 160 games, but I just think with basketball, there's still a lot going on outside of outside of the actual games that make it so much more entertaining than compared to maybe baseball, where it's I don't know. I'm not a baseball fan. Some people that like baseball, maybe they're into that, but I'm just saying, as far as like you know, comparing the long seasons and maybe. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of hockey either. They're at the same. They have the same amount of games as basketball. But I just think something about the NBA has just got that, you know, that feel to it. And 
it's it's very um I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. it's just for someone that's just you know that loves the game obviously everyone's like that with their sport that they love that's just how I feel with basketball this is why I create this podcast why I almost if you want to say a hundred segments well over a hundred segments that I've made in the past two years that I've done this off and on I still keep doing it because I love doing it I love talking about sports I love chatting about sports I love arguing about sports I love debating hope like I said I'm hoping I can get some guests in I know it's been it's been a tough year for me as far as like just like transitioning out of those accidents I'm just starting to get my footing as far as like you know financially financially it takes a bur- it t- puts a burden on you and then just kind of you know building my credit and a lot of other things I'm you know trying to establish right now you know I'm in my 30s so I have a lot of things I have to like kind of catch up on that I was you know I was young and dumb I wasn't really doing the things I should been doing but right now I'm like in that main focus of just do this focus on this forget that that's not important don't focus on that as much where I was younger where I was like focusing on that stuff that wasn't important like playing maybe playing a video game for too long or talking to someone from the opposite sex, let's just put it like that, someone from the opposite sex that I shouldn't have been talking to, where they were draining my energy or draining my time away from what was really more most important. I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, and it's just... I just want to eventually, you know, build, continue to build this website, continue to build this podcast. Um, I'm on pretty much a series of... Um, platforms. If you can find, you can find me on a lot of platforms. You will, you'll run into me. I've seen. I just woke up today, just seeing downloads from uh, a platform that I forgot I put it on. It's just like I have. I built. I'm trying to build it and trying to network it as much as I can. Obviously, the social media thing. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to hire someone for that <laughs> when I do have the the funds to do it. Because it's just like. I don't know, man. For right now, with someone that actually works a full-time job and does this as well, it's, like, it's a lot. So, like, sometimes if I can get someone to kind of do it for me and maybe network it a little bit more on on the... Because I was having issues with just, like, with just networking it and really getting a lot of eyeballs on the podcast and stuff. And that's why it may not produce as much as I wanted to produce, but we're getting there. We're, you know, I'm just taking it day by day and just taking it hour by hour, taking my minute by minute and trying to get everything right until it's one day it's, it's a respectable platform where it's like people can go on there and it's, it would be something that like, all right, I know I'm going to expect a, a top 100 list every year. I know I'm going to expect someone um i'm gonna expect the best analysis on on ball than out of, out of anywhere or as far as like an amateur level and then maybe to an advanced level one day to the point that we got 
consistent gas, consistent, um, just consistent, um, a consistent level, more professional level to it. It's still kind of in the, you know, the inch, energy, still in the amateur level still, but eventually it's going to get there. I just have to get the funding and get everything squared away, get all my stuff squared away in my personal life. So that way, um, I can put this in autopilot and then, and hopefully, you know, things will shoot off to where I want it to, where I vision it to, to go. But anyways, enough of me rambling. Uh, you listen to another episode. We might as well say this is episode now. I'll probably do like 56 or whatever. I think I'm at 56. So probably episode 56 or 57. I can't even count right now. It's just late. Probably I haven't been sleeping that much lately, so I'm going to try to get some sleep. Um, you, you listen to the Rinsonets podcast. Joe's Rob Morris. I'm out. Peace.